Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. You know, we look back upon Jesus and joy to the world when he came as a baby and when he died on the cross for us and the life that he lived and it's an inspiration for us. But we do all know that we're all going to take part of this, this joy. We are taking part of this joy now, but one day when we meet him face to face, we're going to have the opportunity to sing in heaven with all the angels, with God in front of us, Jesus at the right hand of the Father. That is our future and our hope. And I'm, I'm certainly when we're singing the songs this morning, and Mark, we're going to have to go back to joy, I'm, I'm sorry, um, some stage. But in Revelation 19, it says, After this I heard what sounded like a roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah. Guys, you better start getting ready to sing hallelujah. There's no more sitting in the back, sorry if you're sitting in the back row, there's no more sitting in the back row and thinking you can miss out and thinking you don't have to sing hallelujah because you're going to be stuck with everybody else in heaven shouting your voices out as loud as you possibly can because God is in front of you and you're suddenly going to realize how lucky you are to get to heaven. Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true and judgment, true and just are his judgment. And again they shouted, Hallelujah. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants who fear him, both small and great. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude like the roar of a rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her. Amen. That's where I'm going to finish. That is our inheritance, everybody. Let's not put it off. Why are we waiting till we get to heaven before we can worship like that? We should just be letting our, our hearts out. I'm speaking on joy this morning. It's one of the um, subjects we're going through. And joy, as we all know, is sometimes it's really quite difficult, to be honest. Sometimes when you're going through that really, really tough season, joy can be the last thing you want. But can I encourage you this morning before we even start on this little journey, and it's, it's going to be short and sweet, is that we have a choice. When we're in God's presence, we feel his joy welled up within us. And if you've been through the, the 70s and 80s, you would have seen the joy of the Lord welling up and people laughing when you're trying to speak and when you're worshiping, people falling over and all that sort of stuff was going on. I believe that's possibly coming back again. But we can have that joy within us all the time. And it's really easy to be in God's presence and be joyful. But when you're lying on your deathbed, or when you've gone through a really tough season, maybe it's not that easy to be joyful. But can I encourage you this morning, you can be joyful. We've just been, listen, we've just been um, one of our friends from up at Ormo, she's in hospital at the moment, and she's got a, a huge life challenge. She got diagnosed with a, a really large brain tumour. And she had one operation, and then she had to go back and have another operation because they, they, it was, there were some complications. But from the moment she got in that hospital, she was wandering around the wards telling everybody about how great Jesus was. 
she was going to all the other beds and tell them they need Jesus because Jesus is so good. And what's more, she wasn't just doing it out of obligation, she was actually joyful. She was actually happy and it was contagious from what she was doing in the hospital. Then she went and she had the operation. She came out and she wasn't very coherent. And from the moment she woke up after that operation, she starts telling the nurse how good Jesus is. From the second operation, and let me tell you, her speech is probably a little bit slurred at this time, but she's, you can tell, even though her speech was slurred, she is just so happy. And she's telling the nurse about Jesus. Shouldn't that be all of us? Are you happy this morning? Are you joyful this morning? You know, and, and it's, it's okay to say I am, but, but shouldn't it be showing on the outside? Shouldn't our face be happy? Shouldn't we be happy, joyful people like you've just won the lotto? Because you found Jesus. And that should be all the time. I, I can tell you, even through the toughest situations, joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. Hebrews 12.2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, for the joy set before him, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Wasn't that inspirational to see those kids coming up this morning? Those people, and did you notice none of them had easy lives? Doesn't mean God's not with you if you're not living an easy life. Doesn't mean God's not with you if you go through tough times. But if you believe God's with you, that means you can have joy, you can have a hope, you can have a future, you can have peace, you can have all the fruit of the Spirit running through your life in the toughest times. Jude, thank you for that. It's a, it's a great reminder of, of yeah. So can I challenge you all? You've watched it. Are you going to live it? Are you going to be the, Wilbur, the William Wilberforce? Are you going to be the Jackie Pullinger? And if you say that's not me, well, I say why not? Why not? Same Savior that saved you is the same Savior that saved them. Same Holy Spirit that lives in them is the same Holy Spirit that lives in us. It's our choice. It comes down to our choice, what we're going to do. And let me tell you, I, I'm speaking to people here this morning, and some people have laid down things over the years. And can I encourage you for 2022? 2021 was a tough year. 2021 is, might be just as tough, but are we going to carry the joy of the Lord into 2022? Are we going to run into 2022 that ex, an expectation that God is going to do something great in, in our lives and in the church in 2022? 2022, are you going to claim it as your year? As your year? Personally, is it going to be your year, your great year, where you're going to do something fantastic for God? John Piper says, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Are you going to tap into the Holy Spirit? Tap into who He is. Tap into what He carries and what you carry. And He causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the world and in the world, John Piper. For the reign of darkness has ended. And now we're in the kingdom of light. We're not waiting for it. 
Now we're in the kingdom of light. And I believe it is possible to have joy in the hardest times. It's clear we're sharing about someone we know very, very close who's been through a really, really tough situation this week. And this person probably took steps away from God. And isn't it great that in, in the hardest season of life, this person got up early in the morning, hadn't done it for years, opened their Bible, started finding scriptures, started finding promises, sat there quietly before the Lord for half an hour or so and waited till he heard God's voice. And he said, all of a sudden, peace came, joy came. In the toughest situation, the toughest time of life. So can I encourage you, do not wait for the joy of the Lord to come upon you. Go out and pursue it. If you haven't got it, pursue it. It is your bread. It is who you are. I can't help but think we're missing so much of God. We're missing on so many endless possibilities because we don't step into all that God has for us. For Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, and self-control. And when we walk in God's kingdom, life does get sweeter and sweeter. His, his walk, his, his life does get sweeter and sweeter. My mum, before she passed away, probably one of the sweetest people I ever knew. She spent, she spent so much time in prayer and so much time with God. And just think that can be our testimony. That can be our testimony when we leave this earth. Our testimony that we didn't just accept Jesus and then run with our normal lives. We got closer and closer and closer to him. And we carried so much more joy. And it welled up within us that people would stop us in the streets because we were so happy. I was actually sitting there this morning and I thought, okay, we've got to get happy and these are pretty, pretty sad. I just call up my phone. What do dentists call their x-rays? Toothpicks. Did you hear about the first restaurant to open on the moon? They're great food, but no atmosphere. What did one, what did one ocean say to the other ocean? Oh, nothing, they just waved. Do you want to hear a construction joke? Sorry, I'm still working on it. Did you hear about the fire at the circus? It was intense. Why do ducks have feathers? Come on, boys, you know this one to cover their butt quacks. <laughs> now, did it make you feel a little bit happier? Just a couple of jokes. What's it going to be like when we spend time with, with our God? Purposely. The joy of the Lord shall well up within us. This is part of our bread. This is who we are. You know, Paul, he writes a letter, he pens a letter to the Philippians. And if you know the story, Paul was writing to the Philippians from a jail. Probably one of the worst jails you could get at that time. And here he is in a jail being persecuted for crimes he never committed. And he pens and he, he writes to the Philippians 16 times about the joy of the Lord being their strength. This man found a key. Even in the toughest times, he found joy in the Lord. And he encouraged them to find the joy of the Lord because it's going to be their strength. 
Let's not get too heavy. Let's not get caught up in religion. Let's not get caught up in all the, all the, the things that push us down. But can we grab hold of the joy of the Lord and let it be our, be our strength that we're going to run into all that he has for us because I'm excited, I'm joyful about what he's got. I'm going to read a story this morning from Luke 2 and we're probably going to spend a bit of time tonight and it's something we've, we've read a few times here. But it's from Luke 2 from verse 8 to 18. And thank you Ruthie for your Bible too by the way. It's good, it's got really big writing. I can read it. And there were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, watching over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that it will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger. And they had seen him. They spread, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your word. So when the angels came, the angels say, fear not. And if you know the angels, they had not, I mean, the, the shepherds, they had not been accepted by society. So to have angels appear to these shepherds was not just something out of the blue. It was like the angels had gone to the lowest, of, almost the lowest of the low to tell these people about Jesus, the coming Messiah. And if you know the story about Messiah, everyone in Israel was waiting for the Messiah. And here we have these lowly shepherds, the angels appear to them. And they're in great fear. But what happens? The angels turn around where they've got fear on the inside. And let me tell you, if you've got fear this morning, fear of what's been going on, you can have an experience just like the shepherds did, where your fear can in an instant be turned into joy as you turn to him because the opposite of of faith is fear and we know we're going to walk by faith we make a decision I'm not going to walk in fear today I'm not going to walk in fear I'm not going to walk in fear next week I'm not going to walk in fear to 2022 I'm going to walk in faith they carried up the joy and I'm going to go really quickly through there's a joy of hearing or experiencing God You know, shepherds were a noble profession for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was something that that everybody was. They were all shepherds. But by the time that Jesus appeared, shepherds were, were the lowest of the low. Shepherds were known as one step above a leper. And so to have an angel appear to a shepherd and have a shepherd come and tell you what had happened, they probably would not have even believed them. The shepherds, because they were counted as dirty, were not allowed in the, in the temple most of the time. And yet here we have these angels turning up to these shepherds and telling them this news of great joy. Can we lose our perceptions that this news of great joy is for the chosen few? This is for everybody. This is for everybody all the time. Joy can break through in every situation. 
And God breaks through through religion, through society, and brings great joy. Can you remember the first time where you met Jesus? Was it a joyful experience? Hands up, was it a joyful experience? It doesn't have to be, was it a joyful experience? To be be honest, I I was, when I first thought about it, I was really sad. I was really sad that I hadn't given my life to him. I was really sad the fact that I hadn't been living up to his expectations. And that even though I was sad when I, when I said that prayer and I gave my life to him, I gave my life to him, there was a joy that welled up. There was a peace that came upon me. And I hope that I did not leave it on that place where I gave my life to him, but I actually carried it with me into my life. It was not a one-time experience. This is, this is something you carry with you for the rest of your life. You know, these shepherds, they had to see Jesus, the promised Messiah. The promised was there, and they had to see Jesus. <laughs> Do we get up in the morning? When we get up in the morning, do we have to see Jesus? Or do we get up in the morning and go through our day? These shepherds were the lowest of the low. And they were looking at a Messiah. The the promised Messiah was coming and he was there. Hadn't died on the cross yet. Hadn't created all these miracles. Hadn't poured out the Holy Spirit. And here we are sitting in this blessed season. Are we going to be like the shepherds where we have to see Jesus every day? Because that is going to be the well where you're going to find the joy of the Lord. These shepherds turned up to Jesus. And how would you feel? You've just given birth. And, and one of the greatest experiences of my life is to sit there and, and, and watch my wife give birth. <laughs> but we suffer pain too. <laughs> Come on, men. <laughs> and here you are in the hospital, and a garbo turns up in his stubbies and his singlet, still smelling, still dirty. And he says, I want to come because I want to share with you the joy that you have for your son or your daughter being born. That was what experienced to Mary and Joseph. These people that turned up were the lowest of the low, and here they are turning up to the, to the stable, a smelly stable. These garbos turn up, the shepherds. T-shirt, stubbies, thongs, tats, messed up here, tats. <laughs> Probably their voice was very colourful, and they said, we just want to see the Messiah. We just want to see the Messiah. See, no one was left out. No one was left out in this story. And here we are, we're, we're coming to Jesus. No one is left out. Let me tell you, wherever you're coming from today, no matter what you've done, even the last week or month, you can still come to him. He's going to accept you. And the joy of the Lord can be your strength. Can you imagine the joy that they had when they saw the promised Messiah? And out of that, in verse 17 and 20, it says, they could not contain it. They had to tell somebody. Can we not contain it that we have to tell somebody because the joy, and sometimes it's not only verbal. Sometimes our mouth gets in the way. 
Sometimes it's just the joy of the Lord is in my face. I'm just so happy because of what God has done. When you look in the mirror, do you see a lemon? Or when you look in the mirror, do you see a rise of sunshine coming back at you? Can I encourage you? Get rid of the lemon. Allow the sun to come in. Allow the sun, Jesus, to come in and allow the joy of the Lord to well up within you. Because it's for all of us. It's just we've got to tap into it. This joy is available for all of us today, not just the shepherds. There's two ways to have joy. A byproduct of finding Jesus and a byproduct of living in the Holy Spirit. As you examine yourself this morning, and maybe you're not as joyful as you should, well, maybe I can encourage you to press in with him and, and let his Holy Spirit fill you up yet again. The other way is to, joy is a choice. Joy can just be a choice. In the toughest times, it's just a choice I have. I am going to be joyful. I am going to worship my God. I am going to give to others. And out of that, let me tell you, joy will well up within you. It is just a choice sometimes. We have joy in the presence of God because he is God. We have joy in the presence of God because his plans and promises are perfect. We have joy in the presence of God because he is always good and works for our good always. We have joy in the presence of God because he is a saving and merciful God. We have joy in his presence because of the presence of God because he loves us. Joy is one of the telltale signs of being a Christian. I hope you've got joy. I hope the joy of the Lord wells up within you. I hope you find it gushing out within you in some situations where you can't help it back. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the last verse, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit during this season. For joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. We're going to sing that again. And, and can I encourage you today? The joy of the Lord can be and will be your strength. The joy of the Lord is something you can tap into. It's a well that will sustain you. It will keep you strong. It will enable you and allow you to walk with him in a way you've never walked before. Can I encourage you, are you going to activate it this morning as we sing this song? Or whichever song you've got. Are we going to activate it this morning and positively say, I am stepping into joy? Can I encourage you? Don't think you're not worthy this morning. Can I encourage you? Don't think that God doesn't want to pour his joy upon you because he does. Can I encourage you to come to him this morning open and honest as we sing this song? Say, God, I'm going to worship you and we allow your joy to come upon me. So God, I pray for us all. I pray for us, Lord God, as we go through this Christmas season. I ask, Lord God, Lord, as, as it can be stressful for a lot of people, it can be painful for a lot of people, that Lord, I pray that your joy would well up within us. I pray that, that joy that would well up within us because your divine favor is upon us. We remember back through history, Lord God,
to the joy that the shepherds felt when you were born, Lord, the joy that the angels felt, Lord, at the thought of you being born, the joy that we should feel because we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, the joy that we should feel because we have the honor and privilege, Lord, to serve you. And God, the joy that was set before us, Lord God, which is heaven, where we get to worship with the angels, because Jesus is the joy that was set before you, Lord God. You joyfully gave your life because you saw that you were going to sit at the right hand of the Father. You saw us, Lord, in the future. And God, Lord, you saw the victory that was going to be, going to be won. So God, Lord, as we go through this Christmas season, Lord, help us to tap into that joy. That as we walk into 2022, we might carry this joy, Lord, to everyone around us that they would know there's something different about us because we're actually happy. God, we're not a lemon, but God, we carry the joy of the Lord. So let it rest upon us, Lord, I pray. So now, Lord, pour out your spirit upon us, Lord, as we worship you this morning, I ask, in Jesus' name. And can as I say, tonight we're going to come in, we're going to sing carols. Tonight's going to be family time. There's, we're about, I think we're going to max out at 2.50 in this auditorium. And we're up to 2.10. So the place is going to be chockers. We've got, we got, got 190 seats out at the moment. So we're going to put more seats out. So this place is going to be packed tonight. Get here early. We're going to have some fun. We're going to worship Jesus. And we're going to sit around a table and, and eat together. But before that, can we worship him this morning and sing this song before you get up? Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.